It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Could the Dallas Cowboys selected offensive guard in round one? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, first day of free agency is like two weeks away for the Dallas Cowboys. How are you doing today, sir? <laughs> I was just going to say, like, it's, it's, it's illegal tampering, first day of free agency. So what does that mean for Cowboys fans? We are going to talk about the draft. <laughs> so I mean, that's what today's show is about. <laughs> yeah, so I listen, we are doing this show an hour after the legal tampering period kicked off. <laughs> So we if, should be safe for any Cowboys news. If there happens to be some Cowboys news as we're doing this show, which there won't be, we will update you guys. But today, Landon, we are talking about some draft prospects. We've covered right. corners. We've covered some tight ends. I want to talk about some of the guards in this class. Hmm. Uh, let's start with Osiris Torrance, the Florida guard. I think for most people, the number one interior offensive lineman on the board. What did you think about him when you watched his tape? You know, we kind of had gone over these prospects a little bit when we talked about senior bowl guys and looked Mm -hmm. at some of these folks. Uh, This was the guy that I definitely came away the most impressed with the second viewing. Um, Just just very, very large, uh, tall, with long arms and huge hands, just a wide body with thick legs. I mean, he looks... Uh, the part of a guard, just kind of not as tall. I mean, probably under six five. He's just short of six five, but three hundred. I mean, depending on where we're weighing him, whether it's the combine or senior bowl, somewhere in the three twenty five to three forty range, I would say weight wise. Uh, powerful player, huge hands, clamp on you and can control you, and you just see him in, in, in tape just tossing folks at times. Violently strikes blitzers uh, that are attempting to spike him. Uh, he's just a mean, tough guy who will. I mean, you see him throwing headbutts on defensive tackles at times, uh, you know, in order to secure leverage and double teams inside zone. Uh, he gets his backside hand in position, will just drive through people. He just moves body. Uh, the thing that was shocking about it to me is is how good he is in pass protection. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's not necessarily a huge. Uh, well, I mean, he is huge. He's not a, necessarily a fantastic foot athlete, but he's so big and he operates in such tight spaces that he can easily and deftly kind of get around in the phone phone booth of of where the guard plays, and, and guys just can't really slip past him. And he's so physical that you know even blitzers as they come in. Um, you know, he'll he'll throw a shot at them and it, it will disrupt their blitz so much that even if they stayed on their feet that they can't make it, you know, into the hole to kind of disrupt. Uh 
Real, uh, like I mentioned, very good feet for such a big guy. I mean, he can get across the face on an interior defensive lineman on the on the backside and get them sealed off in, in wide zone. He can you know, obviously we talked about pass protection and moving that way. Uh, I think he's uh, you know physically uh, a specimen in, at the guard position because of of uh, his enormous size and the way he's able to move. Uh, where does he win? I think he is a powerful body moving uh, offensive guard only. I will say that the, the downside with him versus maybe these other three guys, uh, other two guys, sorry, is that he is definitely like purely a guard. He's like purely he's, a guard. Yep. He, like, I don't know. I, I didn't see any snaps of him playing center or any of that I, stuff. I, I've got the snap breakdown. So in 2019, he played 850 snaps at left guard. And then for the rest of his career, over 2000 snaps at right guard. So, I mean, if we're projecting this to Dallas, at least there's a you know a full season of him playing left guard because that's frankly where he'd play for the Cowboys, right? Yeah. Um, but he's not. There's not a lot of position flex here for him, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah. And and the last thing I would just add is that you know he's he projects kind of as a power guard. It looks like, but he he has a ton of zone blocking experience, so he can get to the second level and erase targets if he needs to. Uh, where does he win? Go, big guard with power that can move and unanswered questions. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I, I just wonder like where his ceiling is. You know, like uh, I, I, he, he's a high floor player. I feel like, um, and I, I will say that it's it's very encouraging that you saw him st- step up a level of competition this yeah. last year and then end up playing better than he had at Louisiana. So. Um, yeah, I, I I think he's a very high floor guard. Uh, the question is how much how much better can he get from here? Because uh, he's he's already pretty well developed. So I was able last night to watch all of the pressures that he's allowed over the last four seasons, <laughs> and I can tell you, short video. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it is a short video. Surprising yeah. compared to some of the offensive linemen in this pl- class. I only saw one time that he lost with, with power, mm. and it was against Jalen Carter. He got a little bit wide, and Carter got up underneath him, and he moved him back. That's it. Like, if he's going to lose, it's going to be these, you know, quicker defensive tackle that can kind of get over him, you know, fast or kind of shoot gaps. But you aren't going to see him lose with power at all. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, he's he's big and strong, and he's got length and big hands. You know, like those, those kind of levers really uh, – those time levers really can have an effect on 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 power movers. They just can't. And, and, he, and he drops his weight so cleanly, um, you know, for such a big guy uh, that he you know creates leverage. He's got long arms and strong hands. And that's a very difficult recipe for a defensive tackle to get around. And really quickly before we move on, his fit with the Cowboys, right? Because he would be playing left guard with the idea that Tyler Smith long term is playing left tackle. The positives there are. I mean, you're going to be able to move some people on that left side, yeah. right? Like that's that's the thing here is it's not going to be the the, the most clean for pass protection stuff, but you're, you're going to be able to move du- move dudes. Yeah, I mean the 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 downside the only downside here is is kind of a purely fit situation for the Cowboys, right? Like because you know we'll talk about the other two, but the position flex that the other two provide kind of make them a little bit better uh, of a projection as to where you would put them year one. Yep. You know, uh, it, it becomes difficult with Osiris because he's just a guard. 
that you know you, you he's, if, uh, you're, if you're getting Osiris, you're getting him at 26. Like oh, I don't yeah. think he's yeah. he's not going to last your second round pick. So if you're drafting him in the first round, that means you want to start him, and that means what are you doing with Tyron Smith? What are you doing with Tyler Smith? So that's what the only kind of you know projection issue I have with him for the Cowboys is is exactly how are you going to arrange that? Um, uh, I I think it's more likely they draft Osiris Torrance if they don't bring back Tyron Smith, right? Yeah. I but, think I mean, that's it when, sounds like they're bringing Tyron Smith back. So that's why it, it might just not make sense for the Cowboys. However, yeah. there is another guard in this class that I do think makes a lot of sense for the Cowboys at pick number 26. We'll get to that one next. This episode is brought to you by the ultimate football GM app. You've heard us talk about this mobile game before. And if you think you'd make a good GM, you've got to give this game a try. It's not quite as easy to create your own dynasty. Uh, You need to check this one out. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build a historic dynasty. It's so much fun, and it's so stinking hard. That's why I love this, right? Like, it's not easy. It's not like, man, you just go in there and make this awesome team, and you're going to win championships forever. Like, it's very, very challenging. With the Ultimate Football GM app, you're going to be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating players' salaries and their terms. Plus, you have to navigate through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel uh, issues. There's some locker room issues that you even have to deal with and all the ups and downs of the season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to and when you want to. Lockdown Cowboy listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKDOWN, all in caps, in the game store. That is LOCKDOWN, all in caps, so make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know, Cowboys fans really should put their money where their mouth is with the Ultimate GM app. You know, if you're talking all day about the Joneses not signing folks, get on Ultimate GM and sign all the free agents to your heart's content. Make yourself feel better. There you go. All right, Lena, let's talk about our next uh, offensive guard. It's Steve Avila from mm. TCU, somebody who we talked about on Friday's show. What did you think when you dove into the tape? Yeah, I'm still you know, real big fan of his ideal interior offensive line build. You know, He's compact with thick thighs and, and midsection that he carries very well. He carries it high, and, and, he, and he moves very well with that weight. He's, uh, he's a little bit more of a compact player than what you see from Cyrus Torrance. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a uh, little bit shorter arms, a little bit smaller hands, uh, but he but he he carries about a similar weight despite being an inch shorter. 
and, and, and does move athletically despite kind of being so compact. He played all five co- spots in college. Yep. His over 2,000 snap career. Uh, he has experience in zone and gap run schemes. He took some center snaps at the Senior Bowl. Uh, he played seen, almost exclusively center uh, in 2021. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, having gone back and watched a little more of that tape, he may be a better center than he is a guard. Or at least his tape of center may be as, as good as it was at guard. I, I, I kind of think that's maybe his best position, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he is – he has the cap- capability of being a special center uh, because he's so big and strong. You don't see centers like that, you know, that can and can still move. So uh, he has great feet. He's always moving. He's nimble for a guy his size. He's always looking for work. He's always very active with his, you know, not not getting lazy when he's doesn't when he's uncovered and he's always looking for to help his teammates. Um, you know, there are some inconsistencies in his hand placement at times, um, and I think that. You know where Cyrus may have Osiris may have had a little bit of that too. His hands are so big that he just controls guys in a way that I think he gets away with a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that uh, someone like uh, Avilo necessarily will. So he does definitely need to improve that. Uh, when bull rushed, he drops his hips to anchor and gets his awesome. hands above his eyes when engaged. I mean, it's just it's it's just really great to watch. I mean, he just doesn't get moved in that way. Um, throws his weight around physical with his hip hip checks, adjusting leverage and double time and double teams. You know, he's, he's good at, at kind of making small adjustments to mm-hmm. secure the double team before uh, uh, getting to the second level. That's what you see a lot of times with these, some of these younger guards is they're not, you know, there's one thing about securing the, like getting your block in on the, on the double team and then getting to the second level, like it's procedural, but like he does a really good job. And, and, and I, frankly, all these guys do a really good job of working with their teammates in securing the block before getting to the yep. second level, yep. uh, which I think is really important. Uh, plays with confidence of a, of a player who is assignment sound. He works through twists and stunts with ease. And this is one thing where I think he's a little bit better than Osiris is that I think he takes on uh, attacks from his sides a little bit better. Osiris, like when he gets spiked, can sometimes get uh, uh, you know just taken out a little bit when he's not paying attention. Uh, he throws his weight around with physical and with hip checks and adjusting leverage and double, double teams. Uh, needs to have better awareness at times of his uh, set depth in regards to the rest of the pocket. That's the only issue sometimes when you see him, when he's uncovered, you see him dropping into his depth. And we talk about levels of the pocket and making sure that you're on the same level as everyone else. Cause if yep. you don't, if you like drop too far or if you're out too forward, you leave an opening behind you or from the side to, for people to t- twist around. Sometimes he can lose a little bit of the awareness. I think that has more to do with, uh, uh, the change from center to guard, getting used to that kind of depth, you know, yeah. um, saw a lot of of him moving horizontally, and vertically in zone blocking schemes, but not much of the uh, that asked him to pull across formation or outside in the alley. I'd like to see him more in some power plays, just because I didn't see a ton of him. Yep, um, it might be the purple and black helmets. I think I mentioned this last time we talked about him. It might be the purple and black helmets on white jerseys, but he has some Ben Grubbs aspect to oh, his game. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, like for sure, just kind of that sort of shorter stocky just like physical wants to hit you in the mouth kind of guard uh where does he win powerful versatile starting interior offensive lineman i think that's you know he could play all five positions as he proved in college but but i think you know obviously you would want to kind of keep him in the interior three unanswered questions looks more than athletic enough to operate in zone blocking system but does he operate when asked but how does he operate 
when he is asked to get outside consistently in power schemes, if he's asked to pull, if he's asked to get out into the alley and, and, and attack smaller targets. I just don't have a ton of tape of seeing him do that. So did, that's, that's the kind of question I have. Did you get to watch any of his tape playing right tackle? No, because that was his sophomore year, right? Yes. I, yes. Yeah. I don't think I saw any of that. No. Uh, I ran through it last night just because I hadn't seen it yet. Um, it was good. Like, yeah, it's, let me, let me rephrase it. It's, it's not pretty. It, yeah. It's just not. Yeah. But he's pretty effective. Like yeah. I, 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 he only gave up four pressures in his career playing tackle and he played a lot of snaps at tackle in uh, the big 12. Now I know they do some stuff to kind of hide their tackles and they get rid of the ball, you know, quick, but it wasn't bad. And I think the fact that I've at least seen him play right tackle, yeah. I've seen him play center. And then, Oh, by the way, you can watch him play guard against Michigan and Georgia. And he didn't give up a pressure in either of those games. There's just a lot to like. And then on top of that, right? Like if you're talking specifically for Dallas, there's a, I mean, he could start at left guard in, in week one, if you needed him to. And Tyler Smith is starting at, you know, left tackle. You could have him compete for center. You could have him be your swing offensive lineman at tackle. I I think it just makes so much sense from a roster construction standpoint to have this guy on your team because he can legitimately play four different positions for you. Yeah, the fit here makes just too much sense. Texas kid, you know, uh, the versatility, uh, you know, with the way the Cowboys roster is currently constructed, like you said, you know, he could come in and be your backup guard uh, if if Tyron and Tyler are both playing. He could come in and play, be your starting guard if you some something happens there or if you decide you don't want to go that route. Or and then if you next... want to just get bigger at center, yeah. right? Like yeah. If, if you're just tired of Biotis not being strong enough, Here's a 330-pound people mover at center. I, a lot to like. Yeah, and, and I think that you know, there's just room in his game to kind of fit into what the Cowboys' offensive line needs. Uh, and then on top of that, I also think that you know, the question you're the problem that you're going to have with this this with Avila is how do you get him right? Because you you, you don't want to necessarily take him at 26, though you may have to if you really want him. Probably, yeah. Um, but he's not going to make it to 58, no, 52. No, no chance. Uh, so, yeah, that's the issue is that you know, you, you're probably going to have to figure out a way to either trade back from 26 and get him or, you know, bite the bullet and pull the trigger at 26. I don't hate it, obviously. I mean, just because where he is, the value he's going to provide. Uh, but it, it, it would be better to try to get him maybe closer to the top of the second round as opposed to the first round, I think. I agree. Uh, do you have a comp for him? I mean, I, I know you mentioned – Ben Grubbs is that I, I could see that right just somebody who is just so strong and can play a couple different positions I think that makes a lot of sense the other guy that uh that um that kind of came to mind and and he's a little bit more uh a uh, little bit more of an athlete than this guy but I thought that he had some Ron Leary to his game um mm. just in that in the size mm. and I, the I, strength I yep um I think he's a little bit better athlete and then, then Ron Leary is coming out, but and I think that's why we're talking about him as a, you know, borderline first round pick as opposed to Leary undrafted. Yes. Leary was probably a fourth rounder if you just take away the knee concerns that ended up not necessarily being a concern for him. I, um, I, I would say that this guy is you know a better athlete, you know, more versatile, uh, higher ceiling than Leary, um, but I think similar sort of yep. games. All right, what about the best pure center in the draft? Cowboys have any interest there? All that next. 
This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything and anything from money line to point scores and three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, let's talk about John Michael Schmidt, a center from Minnesota. What did you think about his tape? Yeah, I liked Schmidt a lot. And I liked him even, uh, Schmidt's even a, a lot when, when he's... Uh, when we were watching him in the senior bowl, um, you know, he's a little bit, he's a little bit undersized. He's below average size, NFL center size. He's short armed. I think he came in uh, just six, three and a half, uh, just over 300 pounds. Uh, he has under 33 inch arms, which again, his center is not such a huge deal, uh, but it is something to keep in mind. Um, he's battle tested, man. I mean, yeah. I, he's heady. He's gritty. Uh, he's played over 1,500 snaps in the last five seasons uh, of the Big Ten. He's played for five years. Um, he he's kn- older. He, kn- he is 24. Yeah, I was going to mention that. 20, he, I think he turns to, what, 25? No, 24, he's 24 th- this week, actually, in yeah. six days. Uh, experience equals comfort uh, using a variety of techniques to get the job done. So you see him doing whatever it takes. You know, They, they talk about you know in the NFL you need to know how to clip, trip, and hold. And mm-hmm. I think he, this guy understands that and know mm-hmm. how to do it subtly to get the job done. You just see him just throwing a variety of different types of blocks to get the job done, throwing a shoulder, you know, subtly uh, uh, kind of throwing the, throwing the guy down from behind. Uh, you know, so he, he understands how to get away with what needs to get done to, to do the job. Um, good balance of experience and run game and, and has snaps of both zone and gap schemes. Uh, which is important. He's a physical finisher. He try, you know, he tries to end the snap with his player on the ground each time. Very good initial movement. Uh, he's especially laterally. He can move side to side. Mm-hmm. His forty and his his ten yard splits don't really show you as much of how no. explosive he can be. I think the jumps kind of are better indication of exactly what kind of uh, athlete to expect. You know, from this guy. Uh, it, body balance and body control is excellent. He has very good core strength and hip flexing that allows him for good anchoring and strength to pass pro. Once he kind of drops his hips, he stops moving. Not much issue with guys over his nose. He, he really gets off the snap and in good position r- right away and, and can anchor down on some of these big guys. You don't see him getting pushed back by a lot of these bigger guys, which is good. The lack of length uh, that in his arms means that you will see him uh, – 
reaching at times. He'll get over his feet. You know, that's just mm-hmm. something you see from a lot of guys with shorter arms is at times they get impatient and they try to get that first strike into the defender. And when they do so, they go over their feet, they reach, they bend at the waist. And uh, mm-hmm. so he's so good in his technique. It doesn't happen a lot, but it's definitely something that will happen to him. He's not explosive enough to get away with his feet stopping. I mean, that's that's the issue is that he when his feet are choppy, he can move very well, but there are times when he uh, stops chopping his feet in pass protection, and that's when he uh, will stop and he'll lose momentum, and that's when guys will yep. beat him around the edge. So he needs to kind of continue to just keep his feet moving. Uh, and he will he will block belly to belly more than you like, uh, and sometimes that will lead to him getting torqued, uh, mm-hmm. which you see sometimes with these bigger, strong defense tackles will just torque these uh, centers to the ground. He had a great week of senior bowl practices where his pass pro seemed a lot better even than where it had been uh, just at the, the end of his senior year. You mentioned it. He turns 24 on March 19th. Um, and where does he win? He, I, smart, gritty, battle-tested, plug-and-play center who I think can come in right away and start start at center for most yep. NFL teams. Uh, and my unanswered question is how much ceiling is left there? I, I think he's another guy that comes in with a lot of experience, as much experience as you could possibly want as an offensive lineman, um, and, and as a, a singular position where experience and intelligence is important. Uh, but my question is, I think he's kind of tapped out athletically. I don't know how much better he's going to get there. He has experience. So how much more can you know experience in the NFL kind of raise the ceiling on this guy? Um, I'm not sure. I think he's a b- better than average starting center right away. I don't know if he's ever going to be a Pro Bowl center or an All-Pro center. Uh, that's that's left to be determined, I would say. Seems like one of those guys, I have a feeling, is going to go between the Cowboys' first and second round pick, right? Because there's going to be teams out there that view him as a plug-and-play starting center that draft 44, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, hey, we need a center. He's got a ton of experience. Let's draft him. I don't know what to do for the Cowboys because how much value is drafting him? Let's say they, let's say he falls to fifty-eight, right? Yeah, drafting a backup guard, it's tough, or backup yeah. center at twenty, you know, fifty-eight. That's especially 20, since twenty-five. Especially since likely his his first few snaps in year one, unless he takes that spot from Tyler Biotis, is going to be a guard, and we don't really have any any uh, uh, snaps of him at guard. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that the draft, where you're having to draft him and what you're doing with him in year one are two pretty big problems with, with this pick, you know, because I, I think you want a guy like this because, and I, I do think that the, the one thing that's going to play well for the Cowboys is that there are at least two other centers in this class that I think are like starter quality right away the Ohio State kid, yep. and um, there's at Wisconsin least one more. Kid. The Wisconsin kid, yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, three Big Ten, you know, very not, experienced starters. You know, yeah, so I, I think that may help him in this help the Cowboys in the sense if they wanted to get him, maybe drive the price down depending on who likes which one of these centers more. Um, but yeah, I think the the, the problem that you're going to have is that if he can't give you get guard snaps, which I, I'm not saying he can can't, I just don't know. We haven't seen it, right? We haven't seen him much of it, so. Uh, it, without that kind of versatility, it's not a, a cleaner. It's not as clean a fit as it is for Steve Avila because you can clearly move more. You need him. All right. Before we go, uh, I, I want your reaction. Just really quick reaction. If on all the three of these players, if the Cowboys took Osiris Torrance at twenty six, how would you feel? 
I would feel good. You know, I, I think you come in with a plus starter, a guy that uh, immediately is a better than average starter at guard. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I would feel feel happy with that. Steve Avila at 26. I, I, I will add that with those Cyrus thing, I would be happy about it, but I would be like, okay, well, what's, what's, the, what's plan the plan here, guys? Yeah. What's yeah. the plan? Uh, Steve Avila, you know, I think it's, it's I like I said, at 26, I don't love, but I think I, I like him so much and the fit that I certainly would be upset about it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's a very clean plan for what you're going to do with him. That, that's the way I feel like, I think there's probably going to be better players available, but that one makes just a ton of sense, yeah. right? Because yeah. of all the different positions yeah. and then John Michael Schmidt at 58. Yeah, similar situation, I think, with uh, Cyrus, except, you know, you, you don't value him as as high because, uh, you know, for the ceiling reasons, they just don't know that he's he's going to be necessarily an all-pro at, at any point, but I think he'll be a solid player. The problem with, again, drafting a high-floor, solid center is that, you know, is this a pick for next year, right? Because this is a pick yeah. that you're letting Tyler Biotish go, um, and, and can he actually play some guard to like provide you some value this year that those are questions. If he can, uh, then I think I like the pick that I think, you know, I, I yep. you know, depending on where you get him, uh, I think I, I, of these three, I would not, not love Schmitz at 26. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily love Avila there, but I certainly would be okay with it. Yep. I think drafting Schmitz at 26 without knowing that if he can be a solid guard or help you in that way, that might be a reach for me for sure. Yeah. And let's just remember that what the Cowboys like to do on the offensive line, for the most part, they like to draft offensive tackles or guys that have a history of playing offensive tackle and move them inside Tyler Smith last year. Right. Although he ended up playing left tackle Connor Williams, a couple of years ago, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins with, you know, coming out of LSU. So I do have, I've got some concerns that the Cowboys would take Osiris Torrance just because he has no experience taking tackle. But at least with the Villa, I could see it a little bit, right? So we'll see. We'll see. It's a fun, a fun uh, offensive line class, though. I, I really liked uh, it, it, diving into it, these guys. It really is, and honestly, we could do another four or five guys that are oh, all yeah. kind of in this range uh, that I think are all people that the Cowboys should consider. Uh, it's it's a it's a nice class this year, Absolutely. especially interior guys. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown NFL Draft Show. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Lockdown NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Go follow the show on YouTube, Locked On Cowboys over there. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Tomorrow we'll be back to maybe, just maybe, talk about a Cowboy (laughs) free agent signing. We'll see. See you guys right back here tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.